This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. A new gaffer, three points and a clean sheet. But of course, in typical Pills fashion, they know how to bring it all down with the statement coming out on Saturday evening. We've got plenty to get our teeth into, but Davo, let's start with the usual pleasantries. How are you doing, my good friend? I am very good. You know, it's uh, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Like you say, talking on the back of a win, and not just a win, clean sheet as well. You know, long may that continue under this new era of Super Kevin Phillips. But how are you, my very good friend? Well, I'm doing very well, thank you. Obviously, the result on Saturday gave me a spring in my step, heading into work this morning. You know, we we all just wanted something to be positive about, didn't we? And let's just hope that that manages to continue and sustain itself for a little while longer. But before we do look back on the performance against Ebb's Fleet, let's just start by having a quick read of the announcement of Super Kevin Phillips. Can't believe we're already calling him Super Kevin Phillips, but we'll we'll roll with it. In typical Poe's fashion, like the other statement that came out, we decided, and this is only a thing Poles would do, to announce a manager bang on the time that we kick off. Obviously, there were pictures leaked by Tees and other people um, of him being at the game, but surely that's going to happen, and that's understandable with you know the current climate that we live in. But I'll quickly read the announcement um, article and then... Davo, we will head into the Ebb's Fleet review because obviously we're going to be talking about Kevin Phillips a lot in this episode. So, Artlepool United are delighted to announce that Kevin Phillips has been appointed as the club's new head coach. With an illustrious playing career, Phillips made over 600 career appearances and won five promotions to the Premier League. He also represented England eight times. Most notably, the forward scored 130 goals in 235 games during a six-year spell with Sunderland. He became the only Englishman to win the European Golden Shoe and also won the Premier League Golden Boot and Player of the Year awards in 2000. Phillips also enjoyed playing time with the likes of Watford, Southampton, West Brom, Birmingham City and Crystal Palace. After hanging up his boots in 2014, Phillips moved on to the touchline with equal ambition for his coaching and managerial career. 
He held senior coaching positions at Leicester City, Derby County and Stoke as he continued to gain experience in the top two flights of English football. The 50-year-old man was then named manager of South Shields in January 2022 and guided the Marinas to a playoff finish in the Northern Premier League Premier Division during his first campaign. Last season, Phillips led South Shields to the Northern Premier League title with two games to spare. His win ratio during his time in charge of the club was an impressive 58%. Phillips will take charge of pulls in the capacity of head coach. He will be accompanied by full-time assistant roles in the highly experienced ex-Barrett and Charlton manager Lenny Lawrence and current coach Anthony Sweeney, who retains vast knowledge of both National League and EFL. Phillips has joined up with the squad and staff this weekend. Obviously, this came out ahead of the game at Ebbsfleet, but will formally take charge of the team from the dugout following Tuesday's fixture against Kidderminster. Harry is obviously serving the second of his two-game touchline ban. On the appointment, unfortunately, we do have to read this part of the article. Chairman Raj Singh stated, I'm delighted to have secured Kevin and would like to welcome him to the club. I wish him the best of luck in the role. Kevin comes with an incredible degree, having played at the highest level of the game, but also having transitioned in the coaching and managerial role with great success. His drive to be successful in the hands-on approach was evident in the process. Additionally, the combination and balance of skill sets between Kevin, Tony and Lenny was a key factor in the decision with a focus to immediately impact a crucial block of games over the coming weeks and then push on to the end of the season. An extensive process has been conducted to profile and assess multiple candidates. It has taken longer than I'd have hoped, largely due to the uncertainty that currently surrounds the club. I wonder why, Raj. Um, but I'm very pleased to have finally secured Kevin with his credentials. Obviously, that's all extremely positive stuff. The only reason why I didn't want to read it out was because it gives limelight to the man who is unfortunately our chairman. But Kevin Phillips has commented on his appointment. I'm delighted to join Artley United and I can't thank the chairman enough for the opportunity to take charge of this fantastic club. I'm familiar with the North East, having played and managed up here, so I know the area and the passion of the people from up here. I'm excited about the challenge and can't wait to get stuck in. We know that we need to do... Uh, know what we need to do to get up that league table. We need results and I want to provide some fresh ideas for us to achieve that. The fans will be massive to us and I can't wait to meet them at the Suit Direct Stadium. Now, Davo, obviously we're going to discuss it in greater depth as we move through this episode. But what were your initial reactions when you heard that potentially Kevin Phillips um, could be landing the role? And then, of course, when it was made official, how how did you feel about it all? Relieved in one sense. I think over the last few weeks, there's been far too much chatter on Facebook, on Twitter. One minute it's Darren Saal, the next it's Ronnie Moore. Then we were all preparing for Ronnie coming in. The next thing you know, it's not him. Just like I say, far too much talk and not enough action. And then obviously on Saturday, the, the photos of Kevin Phillips were were brought to social media, which pretty much confirmed it. And then Minutes before kickoff, it was officially announced by the club that was Kevin Phillips. I mean, look, I'll just echo what I said. I'm glad we've got a manager. I think, in one sense, could it have been better? Maybe. Could have been a lot worse on the other show as well. So, like you've said, I think, um, in private conversations away from this podcast, I think it's important now that as a fan base, we get behind Kevin um, and hopefully that he can help us as a team take these performances up a few gears because I think there's a lot more to this pools team and we're seeing at the minute and hopefully the results will come and, and who knows you know I know a lot of teams around us have got games in hand but nothing's impossible 
you know, we could see a bounce and we could have a, a good strong finish to the season. But like I say, work all starts tomorrow. Let's try and follow up on where we left off on Saturday. No, indeed. You hit the nail on the head. And, you know, for me, I'm, and we will, as I've said, discuss the press conference that he's done with Tease um, later on. But I think it's an exciting appointment. I do. I think it would be, I'm really intrigued to see how he gets on at the club. You know, is he going to be able to hit the ground running? Is he going to be able to have, you know, shape the squad at the current time? I don't believe he will be able to, to the extent that he would like to. Obviously, due to the time of season it is, the contracts he'll have, the, but most importantly, the, the man that we've got in, in charge of the overall club, I think that'll hinder it. But, you know, I, I think given time, and hopefully he is given time, and not just given a three-year deal after winning a few games, um, he will be able to start to shape this this club and get us playing some exciting football. Now, you know, I I will emphasise the fact that we all need to get behind him, whether you're excited by the appointment, whether you think it could have been better. We really need do need to back him because at the end of the day, He's the man in charge of our squad. He's the man in charge of our team. And he's done nothing. Um, however, the situation is off the pitch and whatever, and the, whatever anger, frustration we have at the moment, he's done. He's not involved in that. He's not part of that. So we need to fully get behind him. And, and you know, hopefully we'll see, we'll see some positive results, which would be massive given the teams were playing and in, in the position we currently find ourselves in. Now, obviously, Davo, we headed into last Saturday's game against Ebbs Fleet, only four points above these, who obviously sat in the, the drop zone as well. Now, perhaps you can just run us through the game. I know you travelled down. You're one of the 162 fans that went down there. How did you see the game? I've heard a lot of different people say that it wasn't the best, but we got the result and that's the most important thing. Now, how did how did you view it? No, look, exactly that. But before I touch into anything, I think it's important that I'm not trying to discredit the results. I think the way we've been playing in recent times, where we find ourselves in the league, I think sometimes it's important just to get three points on the board. And, and thankfully on Saturday, we came back to the North East with the three points in the bag. But generally, I didn't think the great game was a great watch. I think for the best part of the game, I think both them keepers, um, Joel Dixon, I think it was Mark Cousins for Ebbs Fleet, I would say they went probably most that game without being properly tested. Pearls had a lot of chances in the first half that were squandered. Blaze Dover, I think Doofus had one. Mancini, I think Crawford had a free kick. But I want to just put all the emphasis on this section on one man in particular, and his name, if you don't know, is Anthony Gomez Mancini. <laughs> I mean, I am sorry, but the bloke is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that finish, I think for me, I don't know about other people who were down at Epsi on the day, but behind the goal, the angle that we had of the game didn't do it justice. I wasn't even sure if it was going in. It was only because the ball, the net rippled, and it was like, oh my God. But watching it back on the way home, wow. I mean... I've seen a few tweets following the results and, and it's right. I think we just need to enjoy it. Enjoy this player while we've got him because I think it'll be a long time before someone of Mancini's quality will will grace the South Direct Stadium pitch. But yeah, 
testament to him. Great way to win the game. And like you've said, fingers crossed we can carry on where we left off tomorrow night at this time of recording. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. And it does lead quite nicely on. I mean, I'll give my, obviously didn't watch the game, but as you say, that Mancini is a joke. Like he's ridiculously good. The natural talent that he has, he will 100% play at a much higher level than he's currently playing at. And I think it's been one of them moves for him that has reignited his career and he's been able to showcase what he's got. Obviously, he's been out injured. But the audacity to hit that and, I mean, you could watch it again and again and again and it'd be a goal, as cliche as it sounds, it wouldn't look out of place in the higher divisions and also is a goal that many people would have been talking about for so long if it wasn't just in the National League. So... You know, fantastic three points, one that was very much needed. I won't say that I was massively confident heading into the game, considering how things have been of late, but we got the job done and we got the three points. And for me, that's got to be a stepping stone into the next week's um, fixtures that we have. Now, we have been very... We've been very rarely tweet, tweeted, treated to a, a clean sheet this season. And it leads me on to the next point, which is a signing of Tom Park. Since we recorded the last episode, obviously we've had Doofus coming from Barrow and Tom Park's coming from Livingston. Now, I don't know about you, Dav, I've seen quite a few people commenting on Twitter about the quality that he possesses, that you can see he possesses it. But most importantly, that leadership and that solidity that he's bringing to the back line currently. Perhaps you could just talk through his performance on Saturday and, and give us your thoughts and, on, and views on how he's settled in to the, um, to the football club. Yeah, I completely agree. He brings that immediate calmness to that back line. He seemingly at the minute is the player that we've all been craving for for the best part of this season. I mean, I don't want to get carried away. I think you know where I'm going with this. He's played in the second half at Fylde. And the games following that he has played in, we haven't conceded a goal. Now, I don't want to jinx anything because we've got two big games this week, but that says an awful lot. Um, His experience shows he's just an all-round good, brutal, no-nuisance defender. Mm. He's the guy we've been wanting all season. I just I just really hope that he can continue in that vein of form because, as you say, we've been crying out for it for so long now. And we need we desperately, desperately need that solidity because without it, as Ken Phillips, as many people have alluded to for so long now, the defence is a huge issue. And if we don't address it, we're extremely fortunate, let's be honest, that we had the start that we did because with the goals we've been shipping, usually you'd find yourself even further down the table than we are. Now, let's go on to the statement that came out. Following that in really positive result, we've got Kevin Phillips in charge. We've won 1-0 away. We've kept a clean sheet. Fans are happier than usual. They can actually enjoy the Saturday night. But no, of course, Raj Singh... 
wants to have the last word. Now, Pearls tweeted that they'd like to update fans on the ongoing discussion with the Hartlepool United Supporters Trust and their partners. So this came out on the 20th of Jan. And for me, could it not have, you know, come out on Friday after the meeting that they held with the trust? But I'll read the statement. So Hartlepool United would like to update fans on the ongoing discussion with the Hartlepool United Supporters Trust and their partners. Further meeting was held yesterday, Friday the 19th of January, to discuss the progress made regarding a potential takeover. Dialogue has been open and frank by both parties with further options being discussed and the meeting outcome was left with the trust representatives to discuss the best way forward among the stakeholders and to come back to the club early next week. While all involved are hopeful for a positive outcome, the club is also mindful it's been nine months since it's been put up for sale and approaching three months since the initial meeting with Hust occurred. club are aware that an ongoing process since April has had some negative effect on the club's day-to-day affairs, <clears throat> whether that be staff within the club, bringing in players and most recently delays in the recruitment of John Askey's successor. Further updates will be provided in due course and as soon as that is feasibly possible. Now, <laughs> you read some of the comments and, and they're bang on. Club was almost enjoying a positive day there, Raj. Nice one. We shouldn't have forgotten. It's all about you. Rachel Goff blamed the trust for all things going wrong. Standard. Many people, including myself, were left extremely confused um, by what it actually meant. That statement and... You know, where are we actually going going from this? Um, and then we have a message in the supporters trust. Supporters trust. Well, it was put in the supporters trust. It was also put in the supporters group and other pages. Um, from Stephen Paler. Now, I'll read this out for the benefit of those who may not have heard it before. Davo, ask your thoughts on the whole situation. So you've got a couple of minutes to gather a little speech together on what you might like to say, but. Stephen Paler has put, to set the record straight, I'd like to make some comments. I'm part of the consortium, along with several others who are all either Hartlepool natives or connected directly to the club. Each have a huge passion for the club, community and its future and have agreed to commit substantial capital for its development and future success. Personally, access to initial information happened only a couple of weeks ago and shortly after the consortium made a substantial six-figure offer to purchase the club and agreed significant debt obligations. Actual details cannot be disclosed as we all agreed to a non-disclosure agreement. We were told around a week ago that the offer was not sufficient and a further meeting held Friday confirmed that this was in fact the current position. The offer remains on the table and we are awaiting a final decision from the club's owner by Tuesday. Now, as far as I see it, Davo, that is something that is extremely, extremely worrying. (sighs) Honestly, mate, I don't know what to feel. You know, the trust are obviously working very hard behind the scenes to give us every chance of a takeover. That update that came out, the update being there is no update. Mm. Essentially, we're no further forward. I want to have hope and optimism that it will be done. But when I sit back, I think this is Raj Singh. You know, I made a comment to you before we started this episode. You know, is he hoping that Kevin Phillips can come in, have an immediate impact and maybe take us to a late playoff push? And, you know, is he trying to keep himself at the club? You know, he's probably trying to widen the goalposts as well, trying to get every last penny that he can possibly get. 
I'm baffled. I really am. I think we can all agree that the next maybe 24, 48, even maybe 72 hours are crucial. You know, it's going to be really intriguing to see what comes from the club in regards to this final offer. If he has any decency, any scruples, which clearly doesn't, then he'll take whatever he takes and go. Just leave the club and don't look back. I, you know, none of us want to repeat the name again, as far as we see it. But yeah, it's it's really difficult as far as I see it. Um, it's hard to have hope, I think, is is my brutal honesty, because because of one man, not the trust. I think I'm, I'm fully behind them. I respect what they're trying to do behind the scenes, but I just don't trust Raj Singh at all. I completely <clears throat> and utterly echo those sentiments, and everybody knows my view on that said individual. I think you'd be. Uh, I think practically every person Hartlepool probably knows it because I'm not afraid to tell people. Um, you know, for for so long I've been doubting this man, and and sadly, you always want to be proved wrong, don't you? But I haven't been, and we put out a, a poll on. Well, it was it was only yesterday at the time of recording, and I think it's been the most interacted poll we've ever put out. Four hundred and eighty-one of you voted. We asked, "Do you think Raj Singh genuinely has the intention?" of selling the football club. Now, 18% have said, yes, it just takes time. So perhaps that's all the Raj's family members have uh, jumped on the Twitter poll and uh, and put a vote on there. Um, 27% have put unsure, and over half a year, 55% have put no. Just constant lines. I mean, you look, lies, sorry. I mean, you look at the comments, David Garthway, he doesn't want to sell and doesn't want to fund mind-boggling. To go from where we were two years ago and now show a unique talent in crapness that not many people possess. Paul Glover, I think he just likes the prestige of owning a football club. If this was for the benefit of the club or right in the wrongs at Darlow, he'd have sold us to the Canadian seasons ago. Paul McSweeney, he's not a genuine man. Ever since his playoff budget, he's just spun a web of lies. And because he's not getting money in now from four to five K crowd every week, he's not interested making the fans and the players suffer. Mickey Campbell, he's a businessman. He will try to push the consortium as far as possible to get the best possible deal. I firmly believe he will not be the owner of the club come the end of the season. If this falls through, you know for a fact that season ticket sales will drop drastically. Now, we do try to keep these episodes as clean as possible because we do understand that young listeners, um, you know, enjoy the podcast. But Ollie Moll has summed it up perfectly. And he's put, he's a prick. That's what he is. Full of constant bull. Wants to sell the club, wants out, but then keeps coming up with excuses. Quicker he is gone the better. I could go on and on and on with the amount of people that have interacted with that tweet in their genuine thoughts. And I think it's reflected again in the tweet that Pulls put out earlier saying that the chairman's welcoming Kevin Phillips to the suit direct stadium. I mean, some of them, you just have to laugh or you cry. Cameron Sharp, surprised you remembered how to get to the ground from the Riverside. Anything for a good photo opportunity. Adam Garrington, the face of a man who doesn't look like selling up anytime soon. You know, there's a picture here of uh, Raj in a full borough kit with a borough scarf as well. 
David Riley, just out of curiosity, what reaction did you expect posting this? And one that I really did like, again, comes from Paul McSweeney, compulsive liar. And, you know, it it is clear, isn't it? It's evident to see. I mean, <laughs> quite a few different, um, Dougie and I think Ollie Moll again have put edited Raj um, on, a f- on the pictures that have come out. But look, can you be su- surprised at all? The man has genuinely ruined this football club. It's got to a point where I'm actually like really angry about it. It's not just like I'm disappointed, but I'm angry because this football club means so much to so many people. It is so important and central to so many people's lives. You know, for me personally, if I'm talking from my point of view, the social interaction I get, you know, Davo, you'll know this first, I'm being my best pal, but coming up to see you lads and interacting with you guys and going to the games together, it's what we love to do. And to think that potentially because of one individual, if he doesn't get his way, he could just decide, right, I'm going to do the worst thing I could possibly do and ruin a football club and ruin a community in the process. Let's be brutally honest, it knocks you sick, doesn't it? Um, You know, I think the fans have evidently decided that it's time to speak up. It's time not to... In the past, I think you said, Davo, didn't you, off air, that for a while now people have perhaps been fearful to say exactly what they think. But now is the time for us as supporters where we're going to have to make it heard. We're going to have to... If he's not going to go, and Jordan Richardson said this to me, actually, if he's not going to go, we're going to have to force him out. And it's true, and it's sad, and that could have genuine consequences. But I'll be brutally honest, the way the football club's going, that's a, as much a risk as it is anyway. I don't think there's any added risk to the whole action of that. Now, let's move on to something more positive. Obviously, the announcement of Kevin Phillips New manager, new man at the wheel with his own ideas, with his own identity, the way he wants the club to play. Had his first press conference as he met the media today. Um, and I must say, you know, I know it's very easy when you hear a manager speak, when, you know, they they say the right things, don't they? You, you're kind of like, well, you know, he said this, he said that, he gets it. But I genuinely think, as I've tweeted on my personal account, you'll struggle not to get excited after listening to him speak. Um, that was after the Tease um, press conference when he spoke to Radio Tease. I did add to that tweet and caveated it with one thing I will emphasise, though, and I don't want to take the shine off things, nor um, repeat, be it repeating something that everybody already knows, but until that man is gone, this club won't be fully able to move forward. However, let's focus on the positives, Davo. Now, I have got multiple different points I could go on here. Um, There's a couple about Kidderminster, which we'll touch on at the end, but one of the first things that he said, and I know we're going to have to see it from him, and I'm sure he will show it to us, but he said... I know what it means to be part of this football club. I know what it means to the people, the community, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, I get it. And he's also talked about the stability at the club, how, you know, the amount of managers, which is something we were talking, weren't we, um, in the group chat about earlier on. Now, we haven't had stability for so long. 
And the fact that he understands that and he wants to bring that, he did allude to perhaps, you know, a longer term future at the club. We don't know how long, um, how long he's being given, but he talked about the, you know, the short term, long term and the way he wants to get us playing football. He wants us to play attractive football in the long term. He wants us to have dominance of possession, but he also emphasised, which is really important, something that I'm really glad he re-emphasised is, it's dominance with a purpose, not just keeping the ball, knocking it around sideways, but getting up the pitch, playing through the lines, all that type of stuff. Now, let's touch on that then first, Davo. You know, the talking about having no time to mess about, um, bringing that stability, the man management that he'll bring, and the ability for him to, as he alluded to, uh, manage upstairs, which could be extremely important with the situation we currently find ourselves in. Perhaps you can just talk to us, Davo, very briefly about how important that stability is that he's talked about there. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Oh, it's crucial. It's it's so crucial since Chaloner. You know, we've slipped into ways of old, sacking managers every six, seven, eight months. And I actually mentioned the stat to you before. We started recording, so I did a bit of research before um, this recording early this afternoon. So Chris Turner, in regard to his first stint, he was employed February of the 99, and he left the club and or got sacked on November the 7th, 2002. So between 2002 and now, that time frame is 21 years, two months and 15 days. So in that period, we've had 23 managers, meaning that Kevin Phillips is now our 24th permanent manager. And to add, there's also been 14 caretaker slash interim periods in that time. It's That's ridiculous. It, says, it is ridiculous. It says a lot. So fingers crossed, you know, Kevin Phillips, we need to be talking about him in one, two, three years to come. It's the only way. Partially, you know, you get that stability. Obviously, in the meanwhile, you want to hope the takeover goes through. Mm. There's investment in the summer. He gets the back and he deserves. And, you, you know, that term you use, he can, hopefully he can shape the squad, bring in the players he wants to bring in who can help play the way he wants to play. You know, I've only watched 10, 15 minutes of the official club interview and... It's so refreshing. This is a man who's going to bring standards. You know, in recent times, we've questioned application. He mentions there that he wants players fighting until the 90-plus minutes. You mm. know, you go to, you fight, you battle, 
it doesn't matter if you're winning, losing, drawing, you fight till the end and, you know, fingers crossed this comes across as refreshing to the players. They can buy into it and hopefully we see a good bounce. I mean, you know, it is important that you keep your feet on the ground. You don't want to get too carried away, getting too excited, but it's hard not to because this is clearly a man with a plan and hopefully behind the scenes, it's hard to believe that he will, but hopefully he gets the backing that he needs to, you know, to help him with these plans. It's hopefully this is a, a good, good, successful period for Hartlepool United on and off the pitch. Well, not only have you led me very nicely into the next section of his press conference and the talking point that I wanted, but you've also given us a title for the podcast in the process, which I'm extremely impressed with. So this is titled A Man With A Plan. Now, he did talk about recruitment and he said that, you know, he wants to create that team spirit. He wants to send a message that he's serious and creates competition and, you know, can create competition amongst the squad. He's hoping to bring in two or three players in the next few days. Announcements are imminent. Imminent. He's been speaking to those players. He's got players lined up, which is always really good to hear. Um, you know, he has talked about the need for more leaders and he does want to utilise the local connections. But this was something I was really impressed with and, and really happy to hear, actually. He's spoken about the fact that he understands that it perhaps isn't the right time to be bringing young players into this environment from the local clubs and stuff like Newcastle, Sunderland, Borough, the connections he's got. And he has re-emphasised that any players that he's spoken to have no connections to those northeast neighbours. But to hear him just talk about the way he wants to, you know, create that team spirit, he wants to bring you know, a level of competition to the squad, wants to turn around that atmosphere that we currently have, the toxic atmosphere, you know, both within the squad, the negativity in terms of how they're perhaps not as confident and not as happy and um, as they could be. And also the atmosphere with the fans and everything that's going on as well. He wants to bring, as I've alluded to, that stability, that solidity and that united and together united as as you know, was used frequently towards the end of last season. He's identified that the defence needs to be addressed, you know, three clean sheets all season after Ebbsfleet on Saturday. But he was also impressed with the attitude and the desire to win on Saturday and also how he's been impressed with Lenny Lawrence and Sweens. And I want to hold my hands up with Lenny Lawrence. I was very, very sceptical, um, as as was a lot of the fan base when he when he came in. Um, to kind of, you know, do that interim role steady the ship. But what I will say is I have genuinely, I listened to him on Saturday after the game. And in the main, I've been really impressed with how he come across and, um, you know, how he's handled the situation. He does seem to have a really good understanding, which he'd hope. And it's been much more positive than I could have imagined. And I think something that's really important is that you know, we trust Joe Monks with the players and the recruitment and hopefully moving forward, we will see a better, higher calibre of players. Obviously, Brody Patson and Jake Hastie have gone out on loan, which will hopefully, um, you know, release some much needed funds. So I think it bodes well. I think it bodes well. I hope it it's going to be positive. And, you know, he, he talked about how on paper we do have good players. And he was impressed with the attitude and the desire to win. He wants it to be fun around the training ground. He wants the players to enjoy himself. 
But he also said, they're doing the best job in the world. They're getting paid to do what they love, which is playing football. And therefore, they need to give it absolutely everything. They need, as a collective, he said, you know, with Kidderminster that he was impressed. Um, but he wants more from the individuals. And he's going to bring those players in that will hopefully complement that. And he needs to assess the players that we've currently got. And you alluded to the fact that he, some will like it and some won't like the fact that he wants to move them on. But he'll do it with respect and he's not afraid to do that. So for me, just so many positives, as you can tell, I think I've just gone on and on and on. But one thing that I really liked, and I'm going to leave this section on, is when he, he was talking about Kidderminster, the Kidderminster fixture, and talking about making the, the Vicar Fortress and giving the fans something to look forward to, which is desperately needed at this time. But he also said, now, some people may not agree with this, some people may think it's not it's not very good, but for me, I think it's elite mentality. He's gone, he respects Kidderminster, but they are there for a reason. There's no reason why we can't go and do a job on them basically tomorrow. But he also said, let's go and pour some more misery on their heads. Now, to some, they may not like that, but for me, I'm a big fan because that shows hunger, that shows desire. That shows that he wants to win. And that is exactly, exactly what we need at this point in time. Because I think some people may say that with Jaski, perhaps he he may have appeared to be more of a quiet individual and perhaps not as direct and blunt. Whereas with Kevin, it really appeared like he's he's going to give the players what they need, but he's also going to tell them what is required of them. And at this point where we find ourselves in the season with the off-pitch stuff that's going on and also you know, moving forward. That is the type of attitude and mentality that we need from the man who is in charge of our players. And I don't think we've had that perhaps um, for quite some time, being brutally honest. It feels like I've talked for an eternity there, Davo, but perhaps you can just, as we come towards the end of this important episode, give us your thoughts on, on how Kevin Phillips com has come across with the things he's been saying. Obviously, I've alluded to there is perhaps style is slightly different, the way he manages players. I mean, he has talked about having that kind of mantra around the around the training ground and and he, he knows when it is time to be serious. I mean, how impressed were you with how he, he came across? And do you think he it is what we need? Do you agree with me that, you know, it, it hasn't been... Perhaps we haven't had this style of management for a while and it could be something that would be hugely beneficial for the squad. I think you'd have to go back to the days of DC for our last manager to be of a similar mm. mindset, mentality-wise, on and off the field in comparison to Phillips. But no, look, I've only watched, I think, 10 minutes of the club interview with with the new gaffer and I've been very impressed. As first interviews go, I think it's brilliant. He's come straight in, no messing, cards on the table. He's been brutally honest when it comes to what's going to be going on with recruitment. Respectfully said, there'll be players going, there'll be players mm. coming in. I know we've all heard the rumours about certain individuals. Waterfall is one. I know bloody Gavin Oulahan was going around on Saturday, which was immediately squashed, I think, within 24 hours of the game finishing. But, yeah, this guy has standards. 
And I think if I was a player now, especially if I'm one of the players low on confidence, I would find it very hard not to buy into what he's doing. I think he's going to be a really good motivator, especially now when probably the best part of that squad needs it. Mm. Hopefully what he's saying translates onto the pitch. It may take time. In fact, it will take time because it's a new style, new way of playing. But hopefully in the not long future, we get to see some real glimpses of what Kevin Phillips is all about as a manager. And hopefully the results will follow starting this week, two big games against Kidderminster and York, an opportunity on paper to get six points. Like I say, it's it's what could be an exciting future, but I'm not going to go into any more detail because of obvious reasons. Well, yeah, and I think we find, don't we, quite often that each time a manager comes in, we're like, oh, this could be the fresh start that we need. And then seems to go in a cycle. We offer them a three-year deal and, and then it all goes downhill. I think you make a really good point, actually, in perhaps his style and his no-nonsense that he, he does kind of um, resemble or resembles some of the characteristics that Dave Chalner had when he he came in at the club. Now, I've obviously said there about Lenny Lawrence and how I've actually been quietly quite quite impressed with a few different aspects um, of the way he seems to have, you know, I, I thought this was massive. Taking the armband off Fergie was a brilliant decision. And look, yes, I think Fergie's been awful. I don't think he should be anywhere near that team. You know, I have clear thoughts on him. It's also kind of for his own sake that needed to happen. And I give credit to Lenny there for doing that in his first game because that takes a lot to do that and to sit a player down and tell him that this is why and et cetera, et cetera. We, how you viewed his very short tenure, I know it's only an interim term, but we we were both very sceptical, as was the majority of the fan base, and thought this is just a typical Hartlepool United save money um, appointment. Now he's going to be part of the coaching staff moving forward. What are your thoughts on Lenny? <sighs> I mean, we all joked at the announcement of Lenny Lawrence. I know I made comments about the fact that he looked like he'd been wheeled out of Merlin Manor. But look, in all seriousness, I think in his interviews, some, not all, I think he has spoke well, actually. I think he actually has spoke some pretty good stuff. I mean, results-wise, obviously we beat Oxford. His first game in charge got three points there. We lost the two games following against Fylde and Hampton, Richmond Borough, and then obviously his final game as interim on Saturday ended in a, a win. I mean, look, two wins out of three in the league would have been nice to get three, but it hasn't been all bad. You know, thankfully for the football club, it, this process hasn't been dragged out too long. And like I say, we're in new hands now and, and hopefully together as a threesome. Um Kevin Phillips, Lenny Lawrence, Anthony Sweeney, hopefully they make a, a really good team and hopefully we can have a good, strong end to the campaign. But as far as I see us, he did OK. I'll, I'll give credit where, I'm, where, where it's due. I mean, for me, I just want to put, you know, put this on the record. It was better than I expected, I think is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's, you know, coming and, and set the world alight. But I have been impressed at times with, with certain things like the captaincy decision, the way he's spoken a couple of times. You know, 
the fact that we lost Hampton Richmond Borough under his, his watch is not good at all. But I think it could have been a lot, lot worse than it has been. So, you know, at least at least we now know, as you say, we've got that certainty of a new man in the dugout. Now, let's wrap up the episode. Two huge games. By the time this episode comes out, most of you will probably be listening to it on the day of the game or moving forward. But Kidderminster, next game up, obviously win 4-2 on Saturday, I believe. Um, Phil Brown's first game in charge there. They are bottom of the league, though, and as Kevin Phillips said, they are there for a reason. So, Dabo, how are you feeling heading into that? And then can you also give us your thoughts heading into York and a points prediction? I don't need scores from you this week. We'll change it up a little bit. I just want to know how many points Pools are going to get out of the next six plays. I'd like to think we get six. I don't think that's I'm too ambitious. I think that's realistic. I'm hoping we get to see a bit of that that so-called manager bounce. Now, Kevin Phillips has been announced. He's had time on the training ground with the players. And hopefully, you know, kick on from Saturday. I, I said, following the absolute win, this has got to mean something now. You know, we won at York away. We drew at Kidderminster, then we we spiralled again. You know, it, we didn't make we didn't make it mean anything. So, fingers crossed. You know, like Kevin Kevin said, we can utilise these fixtures. No disrespect to Kidderminster, they are where they are for a reason. You know, because they've been a poor side. Hopefully, that translates onto the pitch tomorrow night, and we get three points. And you know, slowly but surely, consistency builds, confidence builds up, and who knows? You know, we could potentially have a good end to the campaign. I'm not saying playoffs. But, you know, maybe a respectful a respectful building block for next season and all the summer for Kevin to build around the, the team. But, you know what, I'm going to go six out of six. Well, I thought I was listening to Kevin himself there with the way <laughs> there you were talking about stability and building confidence and, you know, looking towards the long-term future of the club. Um, I always get Mr Negative in the group. Always get it. You boys are unrelenting with that. However, tonight I'm going to be Mr. Positive and I'm going to concur with you, Davo. And I'm going to go with the fact that Pools are going to get six out of six points as well. I think we will have that bounce. Tomorrow is a game that we should win against Kidderminster. I think obviously they've won, they've got a new manager, but we should have enough in the tank, the bottom of the league. And then York, I'm... I think the occasion in terms of Ken Phillips' first game in the dugout, I think there'll be potentially with... So this could go one or two ways, obviously, with potential announcements that may come out with the consortium over the next few days. But if that's positive, I think that'll have an even bigger effect. You know, I think people will be going along to the game um, against York. It's a derby match, so to speak. (laughs) I use derby. I don't know whether to use it loosely or not. Davo, I don't know... Quickly, what your views are on that? Would you would you class it as a as a derby match? I can see why you've said it. I mean, geographically, it's probably our second closest game, excluding Gateshead. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a derby, but it's no. It's one of our more local games. I mean, they should bring realistically a big crowd up, maybe seven, eight hundred. I mean, arguably you should say they should sell out the yeah. the rink and bring close to a thousand, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's a derby as such. 
No, I'd, you know, hence using the term loosely. loosely. I think it's more of a, I think it has that appeal of it. There's a slight, you know, like when we went there in, in November, there was that little edge to it. But I think it's more of like a, a crunch match, to be honest, in terms of where we find ourselves in the league. I think it's very winnable. I think there will be more people on the gate on Saturday, especially if we if we beat Kidderminster. And let's hope that that first game in the dugout for Phillips is a really positive one to remember. And let's hope we also have some positive news in regards to the takeover um, situation. Let's hope that that's not, that's not negative. Um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised and I don't want to get me hopes up for positive, positive news, but let, let's just keep our fingers crossed. But I do go with six out of six points, a very, very rare um, occasion of me being dead positive. But let's hope it is a good week for the football club and for everyone associated with it. And that does wrap up the end of another episode of HFC Chat. One that I've actually quite enjoyed doing. I think it helps that we've won on on Saturday. One, you know, we've gone and uh, appointed a new manager as well, which always brings a little bit of excitement and uh, uh, kind of lightens the mood. And obviously we have a, a big, big game at the end of the week. Um, well, two big games coming up, but Saturday, hopefully, there'll be a good crowd in. Um, we'll be able to get behind the lads and, and hopefully that will have resulted. I mean, it would be absolutely incredible. I'd be astounded, to be honest, if we um, got nine out of this week, nine points. But let's keep the faith. Let's back the boys. And of course, we never will say die, despite everything that Raj seemingly is doing at the minute to stall the deal and to make it difficult for everyone involved. We'll be there much longer than you will, Raj. And um, fingers crossed for better days. We will see you in the next episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Davo, have a fantastic week. All the listeners, enjoy the games this week. Let's hope for some big results. And we will see you in the next episode of your favourite Ardipo United podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.